When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another Headlines episode where we cover the need-to-know environmental headlines that are making rounds in the news this week. Let's start off with the biggest piece of news. Perhaps you heard something about it, you heard a little soundbite, and you want some deeper detail Earlier last week, Biden blocked oil drilling in much of Arctic Alaska. This is the administration's most aggressive move yet to protect federal land from oil and gas exploration. These new regulations will ensure what the administration calls maximum protections for nearly half of the National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska, and it will cancel all drilling leases in the Arctic National Wildlife refuge. Sounds great, and it is great. However, let's go back in time. Perhaps you remember the Willow drilling project that the Biden administration passed. I know we human beings, we Americans, we have short memories. Let's just refresh our memories. In March of this year, President Biden did approve the Willow oil drilling project despite so much noise, so much opposition. Maybe you remember the hashtag Stop Willow social media campaign that was making its round. The Willow Oil Drilling Project is an $8 billion oil drilling project on pristine federal land in Alaska. The oil that's burned at Willow is expected to release 254 million metric tons of carbon emissions over 30 years. This Willow Project was approved by the Biden administration. I was so mad at them. I was so mad at Biden and his cronies. However, when Biden did indeed approve the Willow Project, he did promise some new protections in the Arctic, hence the policies that we're talking about right now. These policies do go significantly farther by canceling the refuge leases and explicitly prohibiting new oil and gas leasing on 10.6 million acres of the petroleum reserve. Now, we all know that the Arctic, especially Arctic Alaska, is critical to protect, but maybe we don't know why. So why? Well, average temperatures in the Arctic are increasing at about four times the rate of the rest of the globe. I'm going to say that again. Temperatures in the Arctic are increasing at about four times as fast as the rest of the planet. The area is often described as ground zero for climate change because of record-breaking heat thawing permafrost, and glacier melt. 
Interior Secretary Deb Haaland stated, and I quote, There are some places where oil and gas drilling simply do not belong, end quote. And with the administration's actions on September 6th, no one will have rights to drill for oil in one of these very sensitive Arctic landscapes. Now, there are some critics of the decision to block oil drilling. Republicans are accusing Biden of harming the country's energy independence. And I should mention here, too, that the Biden administration may very likely also face a legal challenge from the fossil fuel industry. Let's move along. Let's talk about extreme heat and recess. Last week, sweltering heat forced school districts around the country to close schools early or switch to virtual learning. Of the schools that stayed open, many of them canceled outdoor activities, including recess. There's a new term out there in the educational world, and it is heat recess. We all know what rainy day recess is. It's indoor recess. Well, heat recess is a sign of the times, isn't it? Both heat recesses and rainy day indoor recesses, they call for the same thing. Indoor activities, more supervision, and very antsy kids. So let's talk about recess for a moment. Why on earth is it important? Well, recess and other outdoor activities like phys ed, they provide children with much needed breaks during the day. Research says it's important for students to let off some energy in order to come back to the classroom more focused and ready to learn. Just like adults, we need breaks in our workday. Kids need breaks in their school days as well. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that children participate in 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity per day. Recess, by the way, is also important in children developing their social skills. Recess is where they learn to work with each other, to make compromises, et cetera, et cetera. And I should say, my children had a heat recess last week. They did not get to run around. They had to stay in their classroom because the gym was otherwise occupied and they had to color. So run around, play with your friends, socialize, let off some steam, move your body versus sit at your desk and color. That doesn't seem like an even trade to me. Now, some schools are toying with adding shade, with adding water stations. How about misters? But for some districts where money isn't flowing, isn't falling from the treetops, educators are having to get creative. One school in Nashville played around with the recess schedule. So rather than one 30-minute recess, the school shifted to one 20-minute and one 10-minute recess. Teachers at a school in Oklahoma took turns holding a sprinkler in the school courtyard during recess while the kids ran through it. And I should say here, too, my daughter's schools, they are very fortunate. They have air conditioning. I did not have air conditioning in my schools growing up. However, there is a lack of reliable air conditioning. That is a problem nationwide. A 2020 study from the U.S. Government Accountability Office found that an estimated 41% of school districts need to update or replace their HVAC systems in at least half of their schools. So I wanted to cover this story today because extreme heat is likely going nowhere. Schools are going to need to come up with better plans. Sitting inside and coloring at your desk is not, in my humble opinion, a good plan. And so we'll see. For the parents listening, if your kids are coming home from school and they need to let out some energy, know that it may 
be due to the fact that their recess was cut short or indoors because of extreme heat. So we're going to take our sponsor break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about a really beautiful, rare bird that everybody thought was extinct in the New Zealand wild. And we're also going to talk about the cost of love. Yes, millennials and Generation Zers are running up major debt as they pursue love. We will talk about that after a quick sponsor break. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch. They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. And we're back. Before the break, we discussed the Biden administration's block of oil drilling in much of Arctic Alaska. And then we talked about heat recess, what it is, this new thing that's affecting our kids and their schools. I am now taking you to New Zealand, where I'm introducing you to the Takahi bird. The Takahi is a large, adorable, turquoise, and dark blue, flightless bird. They are quite unusual looking, I must say. If you look at them front on, their bodies can appear almost perfectly spherical. They also have this blue-green plumage, so they kind of look like a model planet Earth on two long, bright red legs. I have linked to a YouTube video on them in the show notes. I highly suggest you check it out, especially if you have children who love animals. But the Takahi bird, they were believed to be 100% extinct. As of 1898, their population was devastated by the arrival of European settlers and 
more specifically, the settlers' animal companions, the cats, the ferrets, the rats, etc. They were rediscovered in 1948, and their numbers are now at about 500. They're growing at about 8% a year. And just last week, 18 of this 500 were released in an alpine area of New Zealand's South Island onto slopes that they had not been seen roaming for 100 years. Let's talk about these very successful conservation efforts that have got these Takahi birds back into the wild. Step one for conservationists was to gather and artificially incubate the Takahi eggs so that they weren't eaten by predators. And then as these eggs hatched, the chicks were fed and raised by workers wearing sock puppets (laughs) with the birds' very distinctive red beaks on them. And then after switching to breeding the birds in captivity, conservationists gradually introduced them to a few island sanctuaries and national parks. And at the same time, congruently, they also invested heavily in trapping and eliminating the pests that attack and kill the Takahi birds. As for next steps, if the just-released pairs of birds adjust to their new home, the hope is to release another seven birds in October and up to 10 juvenile Takahi birds early next year. I should say here, too, that this conservation work to sustain the Takahi, it is part of a far wider effort in New Zealand to protect its unique and threatened birds. And if you are listening in New Zealand, hello, New Zealand, by the way, I have a good amount of listeners there. So thank you for listening. But the country is in the midst of a national effort to wipe out the introduced predators, the rats, the possums, the stoats. I don't know what a stoat is, but it's a predator. Wipe them all out by 2050. And as trapping efforts of the predators have expanded, rare species like the Takahi are being reintroduced outside sanctuaries. Last year, the kiwi, which is the national bird, was reintroduced to wild spaces for the first time in generations. We're moving on to the cost of love. Yes, we are. Millennials and Generation Zers are running up major dating debt. And I'm talking about dating debt in the form of romantic dinners, movie outings, and gifts. A new study found that the average American invests $120,000 throughout their lifetime in pursuit of love. As a result, 22% of millennials and 19% of Generation Zers have begun to incur dating debt which means they overspend in an attempt to impress dates. (laughs) They overspend in an attempt to also seek intimacy. Now, why is this happening? Why isn't it as easy as looking into someone's eyes and falling in love? Well, there in 2023 is the desire to signal status, right? The persuasive and, dare I say, pervasive retail marketing of luxury is being marketed, again, as synonymous with love. This creates a false sense of connection between luxury and love. So how much do you love me? Well, let me show you. I'm not going to buy the bag from TJ Maxx. I'm going to buy you the luxury bag, the luxury gift, because I love you just that much. Signaling status in relationships or social circles, for that matter, it's not uncommon 
but this financial expression of like or love is especially prevalent in younger generations. Now, I should say here too, retailers are playing their part. Retailers often employ strategic marketing tactics to link luxury with love. They capitalize on the emotional connection between these two concepts to entice consumers into purchasing the high-end goods. Do you need an example? Maybe you don't believe me. Well, how about Tiffany's? Tiffany released a, quote, believe in love campaign that featured stories of seven couples at different stages of their relationships and how exactly Tiffany's played a part in their love story. That's just one example. And so there's a false sense of connection, yes, but there's also the debt. Let's talk about the false sense of connection because the debt portion is obvious, right? Gift givers. So the giver often believes that more expensive gifts are more appreciated. They assume that an expensive gift conveys deeper emotion, greater thoughtfulness, etc. But the recipient, so the person who gets the gift, they do not necessarily share that belief because they do not consistently link gift price to feelings. What does this mean? This means that the concept of luxury often gets mixed up in people's quests for love, doesn't it? Sometimes indulging in the extravagant can make someone feel closer to their partner than they really are. And so it's important for younger generations to see that there's a big fat difference between flashy things and the deep, meaningful connections that really convey love. So I'll see you on Tuesday for our regularly scheduled interview. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Reach out if you need me and take care.